Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Kirkache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you, and we are thrilled to be on this journey together. What we found most fascinating with today's guest is how she teaches us to intertwine one's work with one's soul. And if we put our work in alignment with what our soul is asking of us, well, then we just discovered our purpose. Gabby Guzman, known to her clients and community as La Madrina, which means godmother in Spanish, has built her career off helping women strengthen their skills and brands towards fulfillment and success. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our favorites. What gets you fired up? What do you want to talk about for hours? Like, what are those things that are already naturally exciting to you? And start from that place. And so that is what the fear is trying to do. And if we kind of make friends with it and just like let it calm down, we are going to be at so much more peace on the inside because it is a part of who we are. There's something really powerful about putting this on your walls where you can see it every day, making it beautiful in a creative and soulful way that speaks to you and saying like, universe, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to create this and make it reality. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. Gabby Guzman, welcome! <laughs> Live in person. <laughs> Seriously, like just for a little bit of context, we've tried to reschedule this episode three times three times yes but yes, it happened but it happened Yay! she is here we're live so in person we're so, so happy. excited Welcome. to finally be here yes. thank you for having me <laughs> of course gabby introduce yourself to us let us know a little bit about you oh my god uh so the best way to introduce myself lately is um as la madrina uh, so I am known, <laughs> this is how I am known to my community uh, of women entrepreneurs. And for those who don't know, Madrina is a uh, godmother. And so this all started when one of my dear friends and clients said, Gabby, you're the Madrina of women entrepreneurs in Miami. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then also like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> so so the, I mean, and, and what what I do is I help women really uncover who they really are so they can be free. Mm. And for me, entrepreneurship is just this fun place where we get to play with uncovering who we are. And um, community is one of my biggest passions. And so Las Comadres, which is the community that I just mentioned, is another big part of what I do. That's amazing. so amazing. Mm -hmm. So much to talk about. I, it's so funny because I, I, we obviously dive into every guest and we go to your website and we, we already <laughs> follow you on Instagram. But it's like this whole like thorough process. Yeah. And I found it so interesting that when you were searching for your purpose is when this company, when your whole mission started. Yes. Walk us through the the point of you were searching for your purpose, you didn't know what it was, and then all of a sudden you found it. Kind of walk us through that journey. I mean, I feel like it's almost like every single step got me closer to mm. it. I knew the moment that I quit my last job, I knew that I wanted to live life on my terms. And that's about all I knew. I knew that I had a lot of creativity in me 
that I wasn't using in the corporate space and I wanted the ability to use it. And I also knew I wanted to spend more time with my son. And so <laughs> armed with those things, I just started somewhere. And I, at the time, what integrity and purpose looked like was choosing clients that were kind of aligned with who I was and my values. But over time, what happened is I started going to events where women entrepreneurs were hanging out and we were just really kind of deeply connecting. And the moment that they found out what I did, they they just said, oh my God, Gabby, could you help me? I just want you, let, let's just grab some coffee and could you walk me through my brand and my social media and my presence and my story, which is what I did at the time. And I realized very quickly that having those conversations with those women was the thing that I was enjoying by far more than, you know, running social media for somebody. So it's almost like that was the first listen to my intuition in terms of understanding like, okay, this is the way I should go in this path. And honestly, with zero experience, I mean, I had taught workshops before, but in a corporate setting, like zero official experience right. in coaching and workshops, I just dove into it. And, and sort of every step has just been the next layer of that, just going even deeper into who I am and what I'm here to do and just kind of making the impact bigger. Yeah. What were you doing in corporate? What was your job? Oh, so I had, I've had four different careers. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's a was, lot. It was a lot of like, well, let Twist me try different things. But the very last thing that I did in corporate was I worked at advertising agencies. Okay. So I was a social media director and I was amazing. in a super fun agency and I really loved the people. I had fantastic, amazing clients. Like, I was, it was in a good place. It just, right. you know, circumstances changed. And all of a sudden I realized that I was also coming from New York and I was kind of spoiled because there are so many jobs up there. Yeah. And when I came here, I was at director level and I just didn't really feel like there were that many other places where I could go. And I also found that I was making a lot of friends that worked in marketing in Miami and so many of them had their own businesses. Mm. And I and it was something that I was not familiar with at all in New York. Like that's just not something that happens up there. People just have jobs. Right. And so I it really kind of knowing those people made me even come up with the idea of like maybe I can try this. Maybe I can try it on my own. I know that I'm really good at what I do, so I just need to figure out a little thing called running a business. <laughs> and thankfully, I had no idea what I was getting into because I was like, sure, I could do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes it's better not to know, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, it's just dive in and then you have to figure out how yeah, to swim. exactly. And you end up swimming. Yeah, you always end up swimming. you totally do. Totally. Okay, so I'm super intrigued. So tell us a little bit about, so women come to you, entrepreneurs, yes. and ask for your advice as far as their branding, their social media marketing. But then you also said that you also love, you know, when you meet with them and connect on a deeper level. Like, yes. we want to know, like, your whole... The whole jam. The whole yeah. jam. Share so with us. So it's to give you a fuller picture of everything that I do and my approach with women, it's important to have a little background. So I've always considered myself a very spiritual person. And what I mean by that is essentially... I will read every self-development book. I will take all the Reiki courses, all the energy work <laughs> courses. I will practice all the Bruja Woo stuff <laughs> that there is. All the Juju stuff. All, all the, the Juju. Yes, and I will like, you just, just to feel it out. And okay. usually I'd like it and I incorporate it into my life. And for me, it's been really helpful to know that I'm not alone to 
to kind of feel connected to the divine and my understanding of my guides and my intuition in a deeper way. And so, and I love playing with energy work and just understanding it and just seeing it in action mm-hmm. and healing and everything. So it's like, that's, that, there's that whole big side of me. And I found that the more I personally learned about that world, I couldn't help but make it part of my work. Mm-hmm. That it just came with me no matter where I went and what I did. And so soon enough, I realized that we were having strategy sessions with women entrepreneurs, maybe even in a group, and we were starting with a meditation. Mm-hmm. And that we were going through exercises where we were really feeling the energy that was coming up in our bodies. And that it was just kind of woven in at the same time that we were having conversations about our life purpose and what it is that we're here to do and how it is that we're here to tell our stories and show up in the world. And so I find that it was really kind of a very organic process over the course of several years where these two worlds sort of blended and sort of like the spiritual and the business. I I don't see one without the other at mm. this point for myself and for the women that I work with. And so everything that I create has an element of both. That's awesome. Because you know sometimes, I don't know if you ever heard of this quote, like, we are not our work, right? Yeah. But you have created a way to make our work a part of our soul, a part of us and intertwine it. Completely. You know, how as women can we be doing that with our work? Yeah. I mean, I think the first piece of advice that I always give, which is really simple, is just find more moments of stillness Mm. in your day. Just find more moments when you're not, especially like the way that we live so connected to our phones. Just like turn that thing off, put it in do not disturb. Mm. I have a special little basket in my house with a lid on it. No, (laughs) that's amazing. And yeah, my son (laughs) takes my phone from my hands when we walk through the door and he puts it in the basket so that we can spend real time together. But just being present and being in silence just does so much to get you to start to get clued in on what the right answers are. And this could be for anything in your life, whether it's like, is this the right relationship for me? Is this the right move? Um, should I go on this trip? Should I move to this place? Like whatever mm. you're worried about, whatever you're thinking about, I think that those moments of stillness are a beautiful first step. Because one of the things that I found, particularly with women entrepreneurs, and I know that this happens also for men, but I think for us as women, we're just so connected to a sense of the broader community. Right. Mm. Just by nature, women right. are very like driven to create in community and to collaborate in that way. Like when we get down to our true nature, that's what we're about. And so, so many of us are in business, not because like one day we woke up and realized like, you know what, there's probably a huge profit margin in starting a (laughs) podcast from like a studio, right? Yes. You're doing it because you love it. Right. And so if you get to the core of why you love it, it's part of what you are here on this planet to create. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the impact that you're here to put out there. And so what could be more spiritual than that, right? Like it's literally our path and our purpose. And it is, and when you are living in alignment with that path and that purpose, you feel at peace. Yeah. Like you wake up in the morning and you don't hate Sunday nights anymore because you're excited about Monday. Yes. And so... I mean, damn, what a beautiful way to live. Yes, that's amazing. I, okay, so this is so many There's questions. There's definitely a two-part question to <laughs> totally. this. Totally. <laughs> so, okay, because I'm resonating with this so mm-hmm. much, and yeah. I know that women, we, when you're listening, you can resonate with this. You love what you're doing, right? And yeah. we don't wake up and think about the profit margin and yeah. that be, like, the intention. Although it's or important, the, but it's not the first thing. Right, right. 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 <laughs> so, like, my whole thing is, 
And I actually read this on your website. It was like um, these statements that I was so, I loved it. I think it was like, um, let me, I have to read this. It was, I show up for business strategies. I show up for divinity. Yeah. And that was so, in, I stopped right there because when I think about divinity, right? Yeah. I think godliness, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when I think business strategies, and this is just my personal yeah. thinking, I think, man-made, manufactured numbers. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how can that mm -hmm. coexist? Well, that is mm. literally, that's one of the things that I get most excited about okay. because we get to shift what that means. Mm. And I think that we are really good. We are trained to be really good gatherers of information. Right. And so if you really think about the way that the educational system works and when we go to college, it's almost like, Everything I went to, I went to like I had an undergrad in business. Everything was like get all the information, like figure out what the market looks like, figure out like what your competitors look like. But at no point are they asking me like what's in my heart to create. Mm -hmm. What have I've always loved doing since I was little? Mm -hmm. Like what gets you fired up? What do you want to talk about for hours? Like what are those things that are already naturally exciting to you? Mm -hmm. And start from that place. And yes do some market research, and yes, set up the spreadsheet. And if you hate it so much, get somebody else to set it up for you. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yes, do all of these other things, but it feels like we don't value the feminine. Like, mm -hmm. we don't value the intuition and the knowing and the, the sort of being centered with our spirituality, whatever that is. We don't bring that into business. And the people that do it, I feel like they don't talk about it as much. Mm. Right. Right? Like, I honestly... Every business decision that I have made in the last four years has been a spiritual process, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, it's been me getting connected. I know that for me personally, my decision-making happens from here down. Like, <laughs> I have to feel it in my body. Like, it has to feel like the energy. Somebody told me this recently. Go to where the energy is flowing freely. Ooh. So if you are, like, making a decision that you just go to where, wherever That's it's flowing so freely. And sometimes I'll even go through an exercise. Like, if I have option A and option B, I'll brainstorm as though I'm going to create both. Oh, and just so And just be really attentive to how I feel. Amazing. Ooh, while amazing I'm in the advice. process. And the funny thing is, like, the first time I did that process, I ended up creating a version of it, too. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, yeah. that was the process that led to that realization because I was like, oh, it's A or B. Oh, actually, it's A and B. When you're doing your passion work, your purpose yeah. work, and it feels so spiritually abundant. Yeah. And then you have to think about the reality of life, like that bill yeah. that's coming yeah. every month, right? Yeah. Do you ever get a sense of, like, Ickiness. I think Mel always says like yeah. sometimes, um, and this is something we're personally dealing with now. It's like yeah. when when we're doing our passion work, which is this the, our work, and then we all all of a sudden have to think about the reality. We oh, we got to get paid. We got to yeah. we got to pay our bills. We got to live. Right? Yeah. Do you ever get a sense of oh, it's a little bit tainted now because now we're putting numbers and money. Yeah. I mean, it. I think another big part of it is just starting to see numbers and money. In a luscious, delicious, feminine, rich yes. way. Thinking oh, wow. about change your perspective. Right? Change your perspective about it. I mean, one of the things that I started doing, so I worked with this woman who was known as the rich witch. She was a coach. <laughs> okay, who is she this was woman? the last coach. We need, we need to meet her. Wait, is she on Instagram? Um, yes, she <laughs> okay, is. Okay, we gotta find her. I will send you guys her information. But it was phenomenal to work with her. And after working with her, 
I went through this process where every time I was going to do, and I still do this, like every time I'm going to do my numbers and kind of look at my spreadsheets and get clear, girl, I set up some sage. <laughs> I light my candles. I put on my little jazz. Oh my I God. almost like, like you get prepared to take like a oh, nice so long bath. I make it amazing. Because mm. oh, wow. part of what we get to get really clear on is that we, if we are in an energy of like free flowing, like just just kind of openness and receiving and feeling deserving and feeling in our worth and feeling in our value, the entire experience of not only understanding what money's coming in and what money's going out completely shifts. Because if you're stressed out about it and you're looking at it from this place that's tight and controlled and afraid and doubtful and worried, that energy is not in alignment with the energy of abundance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so even if it feels insane because you're dead broke, you're not going to get out of it until you step into a different vibration that is a vibration of abundance, that is a vibration of saying, you know what, I am grateful because I am breathing air right now, because I am healthy, because I am in this beautiful space. Like you start to come at it from a place of gratitude and from a place of, wow, look how abundant I am. I have a glass of water. Wow, look how abundant I am. I have clothes on my back and I'm healthy. And so like starting to shift your perspective and knowing that the answer is going to come from there. The answer is not going to come from beating yourself up with a stick about the debt or about the credit cards or about the bills due. Like, that's not where abundance comes from. Mm. And so I think, like, we get to just reshift the whole thing. Um, And also, yes, understand that, okay, we have these many hours in the day. So if we have a passion project that we know is an investment for the future, we're going to spend this amount of time on that passion project. And then we're going to spend the rest of the time in money-making activities that are going to bring in income on the, on the regular more frequently, mm-hmm, right? right? So you you make a strategic decision about those things. But you also, I don't want people to continue to think about money in this, like, icky, like, oh, right. well, I yeah. hope it works out, way. Like, right. no, like, let's own it. Right. Yeah. We can make money feminine. We actually had, there was a really funny moment in, um, when we first started the Las Comadres community. There was a woman who's a designer, and we were having this conversation about how money feels so masculine. And even, even if you think about it, like the, do- the bills have all of these mm. like old white guys in them, yeah. right? So somebody actually grabbed Lakshmi, the like Hindu goddess of abundance, and like <laughs> put her on the $100 bill. <laughs> And I love that she put her on the one hundred dollar bill. A hundred, yeah, girl. We're not gonna put her on the dollar bill. But amazing. We can shift the way that we look at this. Yes, and I think this is so so important, though, because I feel like, especially us, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Where we're just like, my God, this feels like okay. We know we have to do this, but it feels like we're not in our purpose. It feels like we're just doing this for money, demanding money, demanding. We need to get paid, and I just, I hate it. Like honestly, if I can just have somebody go hustle the money part. I would be so happy because I love, we both love what we're doing so much that it almost feels like we shouldn't be charging for this. But that's where I think this conversation is helpful because this is why for generations, I feel women, it's like we we lead with the feminine with our intention is so pure that we don't. And that's why I think we start seeing these pay gaps, right, in corporate world. And all these things are happening because of what we're talking about right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what would happen if we really got to a place where we owned our worth, mm. we weren't afraid of money, and we just said, yes, it's going yeah. to be $50,000. Yeah. Right. And then just Thank like you. pause and smile. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and that's, that's it. it. 
And that's it, you know? And then we move on. Like, somebody also told me something I've never forgotten, that money is only weird if you make it weird. Mm -hmm. So we are coming at it, making it weird, and then it's weird. Yeah. Right, <laughs> it's right. like you walk into the room and I call you said the 50. Well, um, it's going to be 50,000, but um, it's right. going to cover X. And yes. you yeah. start no, no, no. to defend yourself. And it's like, Before right. they've even right. questioned it. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, no. Uh, one of our mentors, uh, uh, Maribel, yeah. um, that we love so much, she she guided us through that as well. Where yeah. it's like, you don't have to have line item by line. Like, it is what <laughs> yes, it is. It when, is you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Even to give the, the audience some context, like when Mel and I used to send like an invoice, we used to do like every line item, like every dollar, this oh is where God. it's going. Because yeah. we felt like and we, we had never to prove paid ourselves in that. the line items, by wow. the way. Yeah. We were wow. just like, no, no, just pay everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was but, but it's so important for us now yes. because it's not just the, the business owner. It's yes. the women in the workplace. You yes. know, it's understanding right. their value, but also feeling that confidence of saying, I'm worth this. And if I'm not worth it here, then I can go somewhere else. A hundred percent. You know, and having that courage. Men do it all the time. Exactly. When, right. No le conviene. I'm going to use a Spanish word for no, art. but it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, I remember it, there is some merit to that. To I just remember, I never forget that I had a moment. I think this was during Art Basel or something. I, we were, I was with a friend. We were trying to drive to Miami Beach, and I realized I was in the wrong lane. And oh, this no. lane was really busy. And and I'm and she's next to me. And then I was trying to get in, and she just went, "Gabby, do it like a man." And I just went, <laughs> like I just went for it. And it's just like we're so apologetic about everything, everything. Mm -hmm. everything. And it doesn't mean that we have to act like men, right? But mm -hmm. we can take on the like owning our power. Mm -hmm. and being assertive and being clear mm -hmm. yeah. in a feminine way, in yeah. a way that matches who we are. Exactly. Right. It's being authentically you. Completely. It's being authentically woman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's so much strength Is in that? just that. It was funny. I, I saw a, a photo the other day that said woman up. Like instead of man Ooh, up, like it was so good. Was we so actually good. reposted yeah, it on did. our it page. So good. And um, you know, that's also in context. Sometimes I feel like when we say let's empower women, it's almost kind of suggesting that we never had power and now we're giving power. We've always had the power, yes. right? I think it's just realizing mm -hmm. that and just acting like that. Ultimately, exactly. Right? exactly. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about religion and spirituality. Yes. Because you said you are so spiritual. Yes. But I would love to understand your work and your practices. So, for example, just to give you context. So, Steph and I are Catholic, but we also believe in the spiritual work. Like yes. Like the energies and all that. I kind of want to know a little bit of your background. Are you religious at all? So, How I, do you combine it? I grew up Catholic. And I think by age 11, I was like, this is not for me. Right. <laughs> um, and then I think since then, I have been called I so it's funny I um at the time I didn't have access to a lot right so I would listen to like Walter Mercado <laughs> Walter Mercado I think we listen we all listen yeah, to I him. know like every abuelita <laughs> sat everybody down yes. to listen to Walter Mercado yeah. and I was really into astrology like that I grew up in Dominican Republic so that was like the only thing that I felt like I had I had access to for a long time okay. but I remember by the time I was 19, reading books like The Celestine Prophecy and starting to read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and books that really were calling you to... I, what I really loved about it is that it gave me a real clear bl blueprint mm -hmm. of, okay, so this, these are practices that I can adopt into my life. And when I do that, I feel a greater sense of peace. I feel more connected to this world and to the divine. And I also feel a greater connection to who I really am. 
And so I just kept following everything that came my way that was in that realm. So I'm Reiki certified. I'm also feng shui certified. I, I just gotten into all of these things because then I realized like when I really got clear about wow like everything really is energy and if you pay attention to the way that you show up in a space and how everybody how how you can shift the energy in a room Mm. by just being who you are and showing up in a space in a certain way like just getting clear of all of that and how just that consciousness Mm. it was something that I just just geeking out about but as I said became something that slowly just got woven into what I did with my work on a day-to-day basis, right? And so for a while, I was doing this one-on-one strategy session where it was kind of like part let's feng shui your workspace and part strategy. I love it. Just because I loved both things. So that's really kind of been the evolution of it. I mean, I've I'm pretty open to these things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's suffice it to say that I am the the black sheep, like La Loca in my family. <laughs> oh, like, Gabby's always like doing all these crazy things. But then people are interested in that. Right, so. Yeah. so you keep going. And I just, I mean, I always say that like the side effect is I'm a happier, healthier, more whole person. So yeah. I will take it. <laughs> Do you believe in, in God? I absolutely believe okay. in God. And okay. I totally pray. Okay. But I just feel like my understanding of God is more right, universal. Right, right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love to I call have... her a she often. You know, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> no, I always find it so fascinating. Yeah. You know, because I feel like, especially growing up uh, Cuban. Yes. Um, religion and, and praying and God and Jesus was very much, it's you know, in my, my childhood. But I also feel like you in a sense about religion and some of the things that I maybe don't agree with and yeah. how my spirituality has kind of taken more of the upper hand. But I do believe in God as well and yeah. I pray. But I always yeah. find it fascinating to understand other people's perspectives so that totally. we can kind of learn. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. I think when it comes to religion or spirituality, and like I love that you say that you're interested in everything. Right. Yeah. I think it, it's like the same way that we're talking about purpose and what you're going to do in life, right? Yes. It's like when you do discover religion, spirituality, there's really no right or wrong one. It's the yeah. one that feels right for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And I... That's what I've learned. So it's yes. very hard to define myself. I'm this. Like I, right. I, I'm like you and and like Mel as well. Like we we're we're open to everything and whatever. I feel that my soul needs to believe in order to get through life. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm going to practice. A hundred percent. And um, that's why it's so important having conversations with other people because you ultimately a read and stuff. You ultimately find these other things that maybe feel right for you. And I think I really encourage that. We always encourage that to our listeners, like discover, explore, find what works for you. And and the beauty that you could just pick different pieces of different things that you don't have to necessarily align with 100% of anything. I think that would be very difficult, right? Yeah, it's so, hard. So understanding that that's not a requirement. Right. That in order for you to develop your own spirituality and now also being a mom, the way that I'm teaching my son about these right. things, it's a totally different way that I grew up mm-hmm. and he's getting the benefit of so much mm-hmm. um, that he just, some, some, some things he seems to resonate with and some yeah. things he doesn't and that's totally cool. Like I'm letting him have his process. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm actually, I don't know if, have you read the book, The, the Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov? I, I think I have it on my, like, list. Oh, my gosh. It's Oprah like, talks about that book, right? Oh, yes. She mm-hmm. said that that changed her whole life. Yep. But it's it's a book that I've tried twice to get it. It's so high level. Like, yeah. it's really hard. I find myself rewinding. I listen to it on yeah, Audible. Yeah, yeah. And I just finding it rewinding, rewinding to try to understand. 
understand. Yes. But it's funny because I'll go into that and then I'm like, oh, I need a little Joel Austin. And then I'll go over yeah. there. And it's really funny. And that's perfectly I, okay. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? And I love that. Like, totally. I, I love, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking so much about intuition and just, you know, women and we have our intuition, right? Yes. But sometimes we're, we also have so many other emotional feelings. We have our thoughts. We have so many things. How do you know what's your intuition and what's a fear? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the best way that I can describe this is yeah. your fear won't stop talking. Like your fear Ooh. just kind of pesters you. And it just makes like a million different arguments. Like it's like la, 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 all day long. And your intuition is like, divorce him. Mm. It's like, like it's like quit that job yeah. like, it's like that one it's like thing. it's like clear it's like to, to the point you know no. and and I think that what I've learned also is that my intuition is seeking my higher good mm-hmm. so that usually when I get a really strong intuitive hit that's really important it's about me leveling up mm. and it's something that could be scary uncomfortable inconvenient, right? Like recently my intuition was like, oh, let go of your retainer client that you've had for four years and is really comfortable because you need more room to create what you're creating because you're up to big shit. Wow. So inconvenience, inconvenient, (laughs) uncomfortable, scary, scary, yet straightforward. Yet straightforward. You know? So, and I think that, you know, sometimes your fear is what you hear getting in the way of that intuition, right? So my fear could have been like, what are you going to do? How are you going to pay the bills? Your rent is this much. How are you going to make that money back? Da-da-da-da-da. So like, that's what the fear sounds the spiraling like. thoughts. Ooh. That's what the fear yeah. sounds like. And the fear is kind of, it's like your intuition is over here trying to hold you high. Your, your fear is trying to like do this, right? And like keep you down because yes. it's trying to keep you safe. Right. And that like a lot of the things that I work with women a lot is what I call shadow work. Mm. A lot of people call this shadow work or just, it's just your, how do you manage and work with your fears Mm. and that inner voice that's, you know, scared. And there's a lot of coming to peace with it and understanding that your shadow or that fear inside you is just trying to keep you safe. Like it is, first of all, don't badmouth it. Don't criticize it. Like it's a part of who you are and it's just trying to keep you safe because it knows that like the circumstances in this life that we've created are good. Like we're okay, we're safe here. Like you don't have to go ruffle any feathers or do anything different because you could be criticized or you could fail or you could do this and that. So like, let's just stay safe here. And so that is what the fear is trying to do. And if we kind of make friends with it and just like let it calm down, Mm -hmm. we are gonna be at so much more peace on the inside because it is a part of who we are. So I don't think we should beat up on part of who we are. I think we should love up on it Mm -hmm. and be like, come with me. It's going to be okay. I got it. Let's do this. You know, like it's a totally different approach. I had never heard those two. Like, it's it's so funny because when you're talking, I'm literally like going in my mind like, oh, that was fear. That was my gut. Because I think a lot of women, they have, they struggle with this because you know, you have these thoughts that literally are fear and then it goes spiraling. But you do, if you really pay attention, you do have that one consistent yeah. knowing. 
And then everything else is, it's like a tornado, right? It's like a spiral. But that one consistent, straightforward. It doesn't change. It's amazing. It never changes. Mm -mm. That's true. When we look back at things that we've done where we're like, well, yeah, that was our gut the whole time. It yeah. never wavered. It never. Ever. It was always there. It was like a little, like a little pincho, like tick, tick, and you <laughs> could ignore continue. it for a while. It's gonna yeah. come back. It comes it's back. Come back. So you might as well listen because exactly. it's gonna keep coming back. Yes. What would you say um, to women? I have a friend that I spoke to a couple months ago where she was like, because I was telling her about listening to your gut. And she was like, honestly, I feel like my gut is like quiet. I don't know how to hear her. <laughs> where is she? Like, what would you say to women that maybe are not connected I right now? I love just pointing out moments in their lives when they may have felt intuition and not known that that's what was happening. Mm. So most of us have had the experience that if we're moving to an apartment or a house, when you walk into the right one, you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Or when you start dating somebody and you're like, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, or when you just meet, when you go somewhere and you're in a networking event and you just click with one person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know you guys are going to become friends. Yeah. There's something inside you that is happening all the time. Right? And it might just be like, I need to turn this way to go to, to go home today. You know, like make those little moments conscious. Mm. Because the more you make them conscious, the more you're going to remember what they feel like when they show up in the ways in your life that are more layered and complicated that make it more difficult to realize and separate the fear mm, from the so from the intuition. I mean, that is so well said. That mm-hmm. is so smart. It's a little moment. <laughs> this episode is just, <laughs> oh my gosh, Gabby, I, you're, you're a blessing. Thank you. And thank you so much. So let's, let's go back. So we're doing spiritual work yeah. in finding our purpose. Yeah. Why only work with entrepreneurs? So that's interesting. I find that a lot of the women that are joining the Las Comadres community right now are women that are in nine to fives. And they maybe are just really creative and passionate women that have an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. Mm. And so the community is certainly broadening. I feel like a lot of more entrepreneurs have come to me simply by virtue of the fact that there's that, you know, that in order to get the paycheck, You got to be the one to do the work. And so there is that pain point and that more immediate need of getting it done. And honestly, if you're at a nine to five, sometimes the moves might be like have higher repercussions. So if you have your own business and and you really get clear with your intuition, the decision might be, okay, I need to start moving in this direction and getting new clients. If you have a nine to five, it might be you need to quit. Mm-hmm. and do something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like pulling the rug from under you, you know, yeah. more intensely. But certainly this is work that applies to anybody, right. you know? I say that because I often, you know, our community is so diverse, right? Yeah. And um, we definitely get majority, I would want to say, of women that are either entrepreneurs or very interested in entrepreneurship. Yes take the jump to find out, hey, and I actually read a DM from one girl that said, I thought I was an entrepreneur because I kind of wanted to join the bandwagon. Oh, wow. But I actually, yeah, it was like, she was very, I was like, well, great for you. You were very aligned and self-aware, you know, for (laughs) even coming to, right, that that was happening. But she's like, I have to be honest, I feel like a little bit of shame because I'm not a true entrepreneur. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's sad. You know, first instinct. I think we have done a phenomenal job of branding the hell out of this life. Of the entrepreneurship. Of the entrepreneur life. And the pretty Instagram filters and the like glossy networking events. 
make it feel like something fun to、mm-hmm. be part of, right? And we don't do as good of a job of sharing like the kinds of things we've been talking about today, right? right. Where it's like, oh, what happens when my credit card debt keeps going up,、mm-hmm. and when I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do, and when I have to move back in with my parents in order to make this thing a reality,、right. and when I I'm still working a part time job, but I'm not telling you about it, and、right. I look like I'm doing this full time and making all the money. So it's you know it's it's like this fine line because I do think that when we get to show our story. It gets to be aspirational for people,、mm-hmm. but at the same time, I have found that the more vulnerable and real I am with what really goes on behind the scenes, the more people connect to that,、mm-hmm. and that women that are in the nine to five life can live rich, full, creative,、oh, yeah. passionate, diverse lives and purposeful that, and lives. purposeful lives、yeah. that you don't need to. This is one route. Right, right,、mm-hmm. and I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like I never even dreamed about it. I was wow. I was married to a musician for a long time, and I was like, "You're the crazy one on the stable one. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring、You're、home the, the paycheck. You're the artist, the crazy artist, <laughs> and I will bring home the paycheck and the health insurance. Like this is what I do. This is my contribution. Oh my right,、God. and so life changes and things、wow. shift and. When you make this decision, you make it with the good and the bad, right? I used to say that freedom is going to CVS in the middle of the afternoon without having to ask for permission. <laughs> like I just really needed that really in my life. That. Like that is, that is freedom. But for me, the nine to five life was important, and it brought me to a certain point. For twelve, thirteen years, it served me, and then it was done. Yeah. You know, and for some people, they get to stay in that space and contribute a life with purpose within that space. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's so beautiful. It's like sometimes you know, it, we think, okay, so my life, these are my goals, and then you reach it, and it's like life. If you take care of yourself, is meant to be so long, and it's meant to be lived and have different、yes. experiences. Yes, and like how amazing that you've had both experiences. Yeah, like、mm-hmm. we shouldn't be limiting ourselves. Like, well, this is. Gonna be my. I'm gonna be an entrepreneur for the rest of my life. Like maybe you're an entrepreneur Ooh, for fifteen. Like you never know. You、exactly. never know. You just、and、have to the ride the wave, but also the alignment, right? It's really aligning with yourself and knowing、right. what is it. What you know. I remember.、Um, just to give you backstory, I'm an actress. She's a singer, and I've always wanted to be an actress. And when I finally got my big break on Nickelodeon, which was a TV show, yeah. The first day, I'll never forget it. I sat down in the trailer. I was so excited, and I said, "I don't want to do this forever." <gasps> Okay, and I'm talking about a 10-year journey、wow. of accomplishing this dream,、yeah. and I said, "Holy moly, am I screwed right now?" Because、yes. I just dedicated, t- I mean, major sacrifice of moving away to California at 18、yeah. and doing all this work, and now I don't want to do this forever. What the heck does this mean? Yes, and getting on that path, but now doing millennial women and, and producing content is really where my heart lies.、Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that I the feeling that I feel today is the same feeling I felt in that trailer in my very first TV show. It wasn't the same. Yeah, and so、um, I would you know it makes me excited because I feel like. We align in that story of、yeah. feeling like you know fulfilled and purpose filled, and oh my gosh, and then、yes. all of a sudden being like, I'm done here. Yeah. And what does that all mean?、Yeah. And then going in a different direction.、Yeah. Um, but I think for everybody, alignment is key. 
I think that that's really important. That's self-awareness. Oh, so important. But I want to dive into your intuitive business plan because I think this thing, first of all, the title is freaking cool. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. So walk us through that. What so, is it? I actually brought some cards today. Yes. Um, so this is just a few of the cards. This Amazing. card is the I abundance card. Let me just kind of show a couple. This is the manifesting card. And this is the buckets card. <laughs> they each have a cover. This it. is the Manifest Now card yes. for whatever Ooh. you're trying to manifest. And just another example, this is the Abundance card. I love it. And so these cards are the result of my years of working with women. So essentially, they represent an experience where you get to sit down and whether you do it on your own or with a group of women, that you get to sit down and really come at every piece of your business from your intuition, from your spirituality, from that place that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. wow. And so it is- an Where it matters. Yes. <laughs> and so outside of that completely masculine sort of brain-only experience that we have been taught to do, it is about remembering that all the answers are within you mm. and that you can develop your business in this way as well. That this isn't just something to use when you are trying to decide, like, if this is the person that you want to spend your life with or if you're ready right. to have children, right? That this, that your intuition is something that you can completely weave into your business as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, that it doesn't also include the masculine. And a lot of the masculine is included as part of this experience, but it is meant to guide you through a process of getting grounded, getting centered, and creating and building from there. Okay. And so each of these cards represent different pieces pieces of your business. So there's the buckets card represents what are the areas that you're going to focus on, right? So making a really clear distinction and saying, these are the things that are going to bring in money for mm -hmm. my business. And this is the way that I'm going to like go out there and find my people, for example. Then we have the abundance card where you get really clear on these are the services. How, this is how much I'm going to make of each mm -hmm. of them. This is how many I'm going to sell. Wow. And this is how much money I'm going to make this year. Wow. Right? Then you have the manifest now card, which is a completely feminine into the woo card where you just get to dream and play and, and just say, what do I want to manifest in my life right now? What am I ready to create? And then you have cards to create your brand and to define how you're going to tell a story on social media and how you're going to tell your story to the world. And so each of the cards represents a different piece of your business. And once you've completed all the cards, you lay them out on a, on a wall similar to this one <laughs> and you pair them up with things that are important to you. It almost becomes this sort of like vision manifestation wall. But at the end of the day, the way that I see the board ritual is it is you're making a declaration to the universe. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, this is what I am ready to create. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we create these plans and they are stuck in a spreadsheet mm -hmm. right? somewhere that we never open again. Yep. Or they're stuck in a notebook that we're afraid to open again. Yep. There's something really powerful about putting this on your walls where you can see it every day, making it beautiful in a creative and soulful way that speaks to you and saying like, universe, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to create this and make it reality. 
and that every single day, the way you would with a vision board, you are exchanging energy with those cards. That you made, you created those cards in a day where you felt completely in alignment Mm -hmm. and in that juicy, like, I'm going to do this. (laughs) And that on the days that you need it the most, those cards can feed you. And those cards can remind you of what you're creating. It's an actual vision board, but like legitimate. It's not about, I'm printing a picture of a boat and putting it and we're going to get the yacht. You're getting real purpose. And it comes when you said like you create this out of alignment. Yes. So it's it's that pureness and it's mm-hmm. going back to what you're saying. It's not like I'm going to create a vision board of like a diamond and a Ferrari. Like we're not talking about that. We're talking yeah. about really focusing on your intention behind totally. what you want. Totally. That is so genius. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my so gosh. So I, I assume you have your own. Has it changed? Do you oh, grow it with it? totally okay. changes. Okay. The beautiful thing about this is that you can revisit it as many times as you need to. I feel like I revisit it lately maybe every quarter. Wow. And there are some things that remain solid. Right. But I'll just pick up the cards that don't feel like they make sense anymore or mm. where I want to add something to them or I want to change something. So it's something that you can just keep playing with as long as infrequently as you like. Amazing. What kind of things have you been able to see in your own growth by just starting this process? What have you seen? I mean, even the community of Las Comadres came wow. out completely out of this. Wow. Right? Like I knew that I was calling in um, I remember, so one of the things that I worked out with the last coach that I worked with was this idea of what were the three words that are going to define everything that I was doing? And sustainable, expansive, and potent came wow. up. Mm. So everything that I did needed to feel sustainable, where there was money coming in regularly, mm-hmm. right. expansive, where that could be like that impact could expand to a lot of people. It wasn't just limited to a small group. Mm-hmm. And potent in, from the standpoint of, if I'm showing up, I'm showing up powerfully. And I'm okay. not showing up for under my worth. Mm. And so out of that declaration in these cards, I started noticing what was going on in my community. And really, Las Comadres came out of a call to action mm. that they were asking of me. They just said, we need to gather more often. You need to make it yeah, happen. Right, right. <laughs> like, it they was, like, it was it. a demand <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and, it, and it became, and I really thought it started as a side piece of my business and it, now it's the core of what I do. Wow. And so getting to that moment and that realization was completely due to the cards. It, it was It's just because especially the focus card, because I find that that's one of the biggest obstacles for, for a lot of the women entrepreneurs that I work with is that they, they have like 12 different things going mm-hmm, on. Yeah. And you can't see progress when you have 12 different things going on. You need to go hard. I mean, like, you guys are going with this podcast. Like, you're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And you will see results Mm -hmm. because you're doing the thing and you're doing it passionately and from a place of joy, right? Mm -hmm. But so often, they're either kind of feeling pressure to do something because of the money or they're not really focused. And just when you make a declaration, like, these are the things that I'm going to focus on. And you just say, you know what? I'm going to give myself the next three months to focus on these three things. At the end of the three months, you're going to know if they have legs. Mm, yes. You're going to know if it's time to drop one. Right. If it's time to continue push harder with the other one. If it's time to add something else. Like, you're going to know. Mm-hmm. But you need to give yourself enough time with fewer right. options just to be able to see 
what's really happening there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's so important because I feel like I've we've dealt with that many For times sure. throughout yeah. the business of certain we you know you get really excited when you start a business of course. and you want to do all the things <laughs> and then you're like oh well this maybe this area isn't working let's focus more on here right. yeah. and th- I definitely for us within the company the podcast has been like okay we got to focus you feel it energy yes. wise demand wise all energy has to be focused there 100%. so yeah. I'm in agreement with that for sure yeah, 1 million <laughs> <laughs> okay so I can't believe like this is already over because like, I know I just wanted <laughs> I just want to talk to you forever. But what is the one piece of advice that you can share with our community? That's I don't know maybe going through intuitive like trying to c- connect to their intuitiveness or alignment or any piece of advice, anything you could share. I uh, my most powerful piece of advice lately is ask for help. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so simple, but it's so hard to do. It is. Yes. It is yes. phenomenally powerful. Yes. yes. Because here's what happens. First of all, in order to be able to ask for help, you need to be in a position of vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. And humility. Mm-hmm. And not feeling like you have to have all the answers or that you have to make other people believe that you have all the answers. Right? right? You are coming from a place of just straight up, I am so in love with what I'm trying to create that I can be honest with myself about the pieces of it that I don't understand and the pieces of it that I need support with. And I'm going to find people that can help me with those things and I'm going to ask them for help. Mm -hmm. And it is so foundational, but I feel like so many of us are taught to, that that sort of success in leadership is this lonely place where you kind of have to figure everything out on your own. Mm -hmm. And I know for a really long time, I wasn't coming from a place of saying like, well, I don't want to bother anybody else. Like, this is my problem. Mm-hmm, like, right. I started this business, and I don't want to burden somebody else with my problems and with my worries, where I realized that we were all feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where there's so many women in the same room, right? and we're talking about BS. Yeah. And all of us are, like, terrified inside. Yeah. yeah. And if just one person models that behavior, one person speaks up and says, you know what, you guys? I'm afraid about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, I don't know if it's going to work. Like, and I'm afraid of what people are going to say. And I'm afraid of how I'm going to feel about myself. Immediately, it gives everybody in the room to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And yep. that's when the growing and the connection really happens. Yeah, yeah. because that should be the goal to grow. 100%. <laughs> that is yes. so beautiful. So beautiful. Gabby, yeah. thank you so much. Oh God, what an honor pleasure. to have you here. Thank, thank you so amazing. much, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you want to learn more about Gabby, please visit GabbyGuzman.com. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Ladies, this helps us continue to bring powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. Want free and discounted resources? Then sign up right now to our free newsletter at WeAreMillennialWomen.com because subscribers only get freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. We encourage you to continue on with the conversation, keeping the strong, amazing woman that you are, and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW, always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.